One thing that I don't think we talk about enough when we discuss the lives and the atrocities against enslaved people in America is the religious conditioning and psychological torture that was not just inflicted on them during slavery, but was a critical piece of upholding the entire institution of slavery. These people were more or less brainwashed. These people were psychologically tortured. And what was birthed out of that is a people who are still healing from a trauma that they didn't even know that they experienced. I'm going to read some uh, excerpts from the National Humanities Center website. And you can find this document on my link tree, linktr.ee forward slash Donna dot Janae. Scroll down, you will see um, a link that says Memoirs of an American Slave. And that's where you will find this document. So this is Millie Evans, who was enslaved in Georgia. This is uh, 1937, so less than 100 years ago. And this is what she remembered from being enslaved in North Carolina. We had the best mistress and master in the world, and they were Christian, and they taught us to be Christian as well. Every Sunday morning, master would have all of us niggers in the house while he would sing and pray and read the Bible to us. Master taught us not to be bad. He taught us to be good. He told us to never steal or tell false tales and not to do anything that was bad. He said, you reap what you sow and that which you sow single, you will reap it double. I learned that when I was a little child and I haven't forgotten it yet. When I got older, I decided to go the Baptist way. God called my father to preach and master let him preach in the kitchen and in the backyard under the trees. But on preaching day, master took his whole family and all the slaves to church with him. Leah Garrett enslaved in Georgia. The slaves went to church with their masters. The preachers always preached to the white folks first. Then they would preach to the slaves. They never said nothing but, you must be good, don't steal, don't talk back to your masters, don't run away, don't do this, don't do that. They let color preachers preach, but they gave them almanacs to preach from. They didn't allow us to sing such songs as, we shall be free or, oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. They always had somebody follow the slaves to church when the color preacher was preaching to hear what was said and done. They were afraid we would try to say something against them. Adeline Cunningham, enslaved in Texas. No, we never went to church. Sometimes we would sneak into the woods and pray to the Lord to set us free. One of those times, a slave got happy and made a noise that they heard all the way in the big house. Then the overseer came and whipped us because we prayed that the Lord would set us free.
Wash Wilson, enslaved in Louisiana and Texas. When niggers go around singing, steal away to Jesus, that means there's going to be a religious meeting that night. The masters before and after freedom didn't like those religious meetings. So naturally, we slipped off in the night, down in the bottoms or wherever. Sometimes we'd sing and pray all night. As it pertains to conjure, hoodoo, and voodoo. Jane Montgomery, enslaved in Louisiana. My family didn't believe in conjure and all that stuff, although there was a lot of it going on and still is for that matter. They had hands that was made up of all kinds of junk. We would use them to make folks fall in love with you more than they actually were. We put a mole's foot around a baby's neck to make him or her teeth more easily. And we'd use nine red ants tied in a sack around their neck to make them tease easy too. And it worked. Lorenza Ezel, enslaved in South Carolina. I could be a conjure doctor and make plenty of money, but that's not good. In slavery times, there were men like that who were regarded as being dangerous. They would make charms and put bad mouth on you. The old folks would wear a rabbit's foot or a raccoon's foot, and sometimes they would put a silver dime on a fishing string to keep the witches off. But I don't believe in those things. Dave Harper, enslaved in Missouri. We called them two-headed Negroes. You know, if they could do any tricks, they would keep them from whipping or selling them. But they couldn't do that, or they would have done it a long time ago. Funerals and burial processes. Harriet Robinson, enslaved in Texas. We didn't have a church, although my father was a preacher. He preached in the quarters. Our baptizing song was on Jordan's stormy bank I stand and hark from the tomb. Now that was before the war. We had all our funerals at the graveyard. Everybody, children and all, picked up a clod of dirt and would throw it on top of the coffin to help fill up the grave. If anybody died, that same day they would tell some of the other slaves to dig the grave and take them out there and bury them. They just put them in a box, no preaching or anything. But of course, if it was a Sunday, the slaves would follow out there and sing. But if they didn't die on a Sunday, you couldn't go. You just went to the field. 